Hello and welcome to this episode of 2D Trashcast. It's me, the Maidenless Mingus, and with me I have the Ronnie Simplord and impatient sword swinger Nick and Travis. Look, I... Dibs on Ronnie Simplord. I mean, I was, but not anymore. I am. I know you are. That's why. That's why. Ronnie Simp for the doll girl. Yeah, for the doll. My God, the doll. I mean, that's literally all she is. She's just a spirit and a doll. No, Salivus just straight up fucking turning everybody into fuck toys. You know, think about that one. <laughs> she did it to herself, though. She killed herself. She did do that. <laughs> she did do that. She Her killed husband. herself to not be human anymore. <laughs> she had yeah, to go against much. the two fingers. Yeah. She was like, you know what? I don't like this skin, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this skin suit doesn't satisfy me anymore. <laughs> yeah, let me go sit in this ceramic body. <laughs> yeah, right. I wonder what those dolls are made. You know, every time I saw the doll, I was like, hmm, is it a plush toy? What are those dolls made out of? They're like man. Oh, uh, I'm just talking about like the big form, like her her human looking form. That is also a doll. Mm-hmm. I thought she oh, was that, like Oh, yeah, a you're ghost. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What'd you say, Travis? I thought she was like a ghost. No, she's just a spirit inside of. Because if you read the witch, the snow witch outfit, um, uh... she she models herself after her mentor. So uh, nobody yeah, really so nobody really knows what Ronnie looks like. Yeah, she's kind of like that a faceless. Sense. Yeah, she's like a faceless from like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Kind of just she's like a fucking shapeshifter. I forgot that. Ronnie's a lizard man confirmed. I knew it. What'd you say, Charles? I said I forgot that you have to read literally everything in Elden Ring to get the to get Yeah. Yeah. So the Souls games are played out. Um but yeah. So uh, there's a little bit to talk about today. Um, got a, got a bit. A bit has happened over uh, the week, mainly uh, the release of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero that came out last week. And Nick and Travis were fortunate enough to go see it. So now I just have to ask you the the general hard hitting question: Is the movie good? Ten out of ten. Ten. Out of 10. Uh, 10. It's it's to me. I I'm actually upset that it doesn't get as much love as Mugen Train because it's better. You think it's better than story-wise? Yes. Flat out, flat out. Story-wise, content-wise, it's just straight up better than Mugen Train. Now, obviously, animation-wise, foldable. You know what I mean? <laughs> animation, <laughs> you, you just can't, you just can't beat foldable. But Mappa did a fucking bang up job. Oh yeah, you think? Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Did it Mappa so did good. two heroes, right? The my Hero Academia movie? No, that's uh, Studio Bones. Is that it? was Bones, I think, yeah. Yeah, Bones was possible I was say, for... It reminded me of that fight where Bakugo and Deku were fighting together, like the animation style. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, I mean, you read the manga, so you know it's like kind of a slow build-up. Yeah. Uh, but man, that second half, when, when all the fights start happening and shit, it's like, damn, dude, this is so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very curious. I'll have to look myself, because I'm pretty sure the credits are sort of easily defined. If it's the same dude that directed the, the season, mm-hmm. uh, I think we talked about this before, or we briefly discussed it, right? But the, like, the director, like, he's pretty uh, he's pretty good with like uh, martial arts films. So, Sung like, Park like, is the director. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so it is the guy. All right, same yeah, dude. Same, same guy, yeah. Yeah, so apparently from like what I've read up, he's like very he's like very um he understands like uh, how to do like choreography from like actually like, watching actual films. I think he's directed actual films. Uh, it was like, choreographed beautifully. 
Yeah, so because like, Jujutsu Kaisen was like the same, like the the series itself. Yeah, was the same yeah, way. yeah. It just it just takes like the fights from the series and just kind of elevates that. I wish it's just take just just take take JJK and add some movie budget to it, and that's that's what we uh-huh. got. Yeah. <laughs> I wish Maki would have kept her skirt though and loose socks. <laughs> it's, a, it's a damn shame. <laughs> you like uh you like first year Maki better. Yes, I do. <laughs> she had mommy vibes. She had mommy vibes. I don't know about mommy vibes. She definitely had like gal vibes though. <laughs> yeah, she looks like she's gonna grow up to be that teacher though that does you dirty. Yeah, but she just grows up to be a con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that, huh? No, nah, she, she was still one in there too, so it's not like you're Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, but overall, um, yeah, I've heard pretty good things about the movie. A lot of people generally said it was a really good fucking film to watch, especially given the fact that, you know, unlike something like a Mugen Train, it's, it's actually just a prequel. Um, and yeah. te- it, like kind of because like because uh, it's based off the one shot and most of those ideas and characters were imported to Jujutsu Kaisen. Right. But like the whole the story in and of itself isn't exactly one and the same you know what i mean like is that is would that be the correct way of saying it i mean they they in they now consider it the prequel though so they okay so it is like yeah the act, yeah. i mean yes i can see that because like some of those characters like some of those characters that, all the characters yeah. overlapped except for they were missing the three main characters of the show yes and i know that uh the main character himself shows up later on if they do a season two anyway, he would show up like later on in, in that run. Right. But I mean, if put it this way, like, OK, so like if we're saying it's better than Mugen Train, right? Like what? Like what features did you think that uh, that movie did that maybe you think Mugen Train w- could have done to maybe elevate itself to that same level? Like not uh, be on a train, not be on a train. <laughs> <laughs> straight up straight up that's it just as like <laughs> so, just so not be on a train i mean as good as Mugen train is it's very secluded there's not there is action but it's not like super action-packed you know what i mean like there's some actiony moments in in Mugen train and they're really good actiony moments that do happen but at the end of the day it's still confined to a train <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very isolated. It's, there, there's not a lot of world building. There's not a r- lot of character development until the very, basically the end of Mugen Train, really, because all those characters are already kind of established. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's not really a, a a bunch of story that has to go into Mugen Train. That's Whereas true. JJK Zero, it's kind of building these characters and you're discovering who these characters were as first years or who Gito was or who Gojo is before the show and how his his connections with certain characters uh and even the um even the other like the second years Mm. or were they third years the third years the third years from um the show i think they're mm. third years right yeah big clapping guy he's a fucking third year uh the one that like only like he uses his voice to kind of do most oh no you're talking about toto yeah toto yeah thank you. yeah, yeah, toto. Is he a, yeah. Is he third year is he 
I thought he was a first year. I thought he was a first year. No, 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 no. No, because then he wouldn't be in the he wouldn't be in the prequel if he was a first year. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. I think he, he might have been like a second year. I think in the prequel and, he was a second year. Yeah, I think he was a second year in the prequel. Yeah. Anyways, it shows those guys, you know, fighting down on the streets of Shinjuku and stuff like that. It, it's just there. There's a lot more that goes into JJK Zero that then that went into Mugen Train, and I'm not shitting on Mugen Train because I still think Mugen Train is one of the better anime films out there. Mm-hmm. I just think JJK Zero is just that much better. <laughs> I think um I think this kind of for me so like because like overall I in as much as like I said as much as I enjoy Demon Slayer hmm. as a whole, right? I think uh, I find Jujutsu Kaisen to be more entertaining I suppose for me mm-hmm. because like when the action gets very high octane, like it's a lot of it's a lot of close quarter stuff. And I always find that like hand-to-hand combat to be much more enticing to me mm-hmm. over general swords fighting. Does that make sense? Like, I agree. Because I like the I like the different pet like curse powers and different styles of curse powers and exorcisms and stuff that they use in Jujutsu Kaisen more than I like the breathing techniques. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's not to say that I don't like swords fighting in general. Like you can get some like really cool sword swords fights out there. Demon Slayer does that pretty well. Yeah. But I don't know. There's just something about like when somebody gets like socked in the stomach, right? <laughs> They're about to like lose consciousness. I don't know. When you feel the Im- when you see like an impact. I was gonna say it's it, it's the way they show the impacts in JJK though that really like you're like oh shit that hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're like, just like damn. He just knocked that dude into next year. Like there was a part. There was a part where like. Yuta just like fucking rages and he breaks his sword and he just follows it up with this fucking like demon powered haymaker right across Guido's face and you're yeah. just like that motherfucker felt that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like damn dude it is do you just feel some wind in the room <laughs> like that was yeah. some 4d type experiences <laughs> i i see that's what i love about like uh hand-to-hand combat i don't know there's something about it like to me that's like just the the visceral uh how visceral hand-to-hand combat gets mm-hmm. is yeah. just uh and like and like i said like swordsmanship is like more technique right yeah. and, and so is like hand-to-hand in a way but right. like in Jujutsu Kaisen, I feel like it's less technique and more just it's just a brawl is happening like in that. Yeah, know, something about times, it yeah, like, really right. cool <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so and, I mean, and like, then you like, and then you have your OP characters like Gojo, who are just like who's yeah. fucking hilarious in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's hilarious. Period. But yeah, he's just his antics are just can never take anything seriously. But that just shows how powerful Gojo is. Like. He doesn't have to take world-ending events seriously. <laughs> he's yeah, just right. like, he's like oh, a fucking a fucking ghost the size of a building. Let me just fucking splatter it. <laughs> Hold up, let me just stop time real quick. Yeah, let me <laughs> rip this dude to pieces on a molecular level. <laughs> yeah, I, so. I don't know. It's just, it's just so. It's just the. I think the fight choreography in JJK surpassed any kind of animation flaws that you can even try to pick out like you can try to compare the animation between the two movies you know ufotable mappa but like to me the choreography that mappa animated in jjk is just like it surpasses how good demon slayer looked 
Yeah, it's it's kind of like um, I don't want to say it's apples and oranges, right? Because I, I don't know. It's just like, but yeah, like the way that a, a, a fight is visually represented in Jujutsu mm-hmm. Kaisen. I'm trying to like as I'm trying to wrap my thoughts together on comparing them both. I guess what I'm saying is they didn't need Ufotable to carry it. You know what I mean? They didn't need Ufotable to to animate the fights in, J, yeah. in, J, in JJK because they were just that well done that you didn't need some crazy animation out of like a out of a studio to carry it yeah i think i think yeah generally what jujutsu kaisen did well is its camera work i think there's something about it like it, it's just like uh the way that the you you don't really waste screen time you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like yeah. you know how sometimes like um we were talking about in fact we we're talking about this like how hero academia has been like recently like you know how to talk about you're spacing out your characters in different areas where one-to-one fights are happening Right. And sometimes that's fine, right? There's nothing inherently wrong with that. It's just you know preference at that point. But and that, but I think Jujutsu Kaisen does like real well of multiple characters fighting multiple characters in one screen, and it's just kind of very chaotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it feels uh, it feels grounded because it's like right. yeah, dude, I'm throwing a punch to somebody's face. I have to watch out just in case some other dude comes in, and no, he's doing stuff like like and it, but it's all happening on screen, and I, like I, your your eyes are trying to keep up with it. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And and like one of the things to play off that point is like say in My Hero Academia or like even Naruto, you know, at times when they're having multiple fights going on, sometimes they'll stop in the middle of a fight and go to another fight and you're like, No, go back to that. I wasn't done watching that. Like you think like they'll just get like cold cocked and they'll go fucking yeah. flying back and they'll be getting up, waving the blood off their mouth and then bam, done. Yeah, but I don't get that feeling from JJK because it's like because every fight that it gets jumped to is a good fight. So yeah. it's like it could go from Gojo to Yuta to whoever, you know, fighting the fucking lady with the axe. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter because every single fight you're just like, oh shit, this is cool. Oh shit, this is cool. Oh shit, this is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why. But that's why those fights are so cool, right? Like, right. I, I Naruto like does this. Yeah, I, I was gonna I say. Know. I also feel like compared to the character pool, JJK has a like a handful of good characters, and everywhere else has like great characters to bottom tier characters. So like you're gonna eventually end up with like somebody that has an important role for like on an emotional level, but they still suck at fighting, and then you're gonna have to sit there and watch it just to draw them into the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it's kind of like um everyone everyone is adept at uh at hand at their skill level right so it's not like when you watch one character take the screen you're like oh shit something's about to go down rather than uh i'd rather go back to this though you know what i mean it's kind of like i like this but i want this kind of thing it's more like oh shit cool i get everything i want at once and and uh naruto's i mean naruto's done good at that sometimes like the, the madara fight when he fights uh when they animated that him versus like the, the platoon of the uh in the ninja war like no like screen time is wasted like no screen time is wasted. Like watching that fight again is like still really good because it's like, yeah, he's coming in. Oh, he's like, you know, he's fighting up like two dudes at once. And then, but there's like some dude he's looking, he looks underground. Some dude's coming up with a spear, grabs him, sticks the two kunai, grabbed from the one dude underground into the other dude, sticks and explodes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a, but it's, and it flows well, but like, but when, when your brain is done processing all that, you're just like, holy shit, that just happened. <laughs> that right. was cool. I want more of that rather than, you know how like fights sometimes they'll do a couple things stall out like mm-hmm. they'll, they'll just back up and then they just kind of let the characters think about it for a second and they'll be like oh well you know he hits really hard but maybe if i try you know what i mean which is again right that's fine but 
it's better when like it just all happens in one sequence and you're like oh fuck that's that's wild i like shit like that jujutsu kaisen does that really well and i appreciate right. that yeah like um sorry I'm, yeah and like another thing i will say just comparing the two movies since that's like the popular thing to do uh mm -hmm. is at the end of the demon slayer movie i didn't i didn't have a feeling of needing more you know what i mean i wasn't like fuck what do you mean it's over like i need to, i need to see more what do you mean that's over mm -hmm. like there's no way it's over yet that's yeah. the feeling i got at the end of jjk though like at, yeah. at the end of the jjk movie i was like god damn it are you serious it's over damn it i really want to see more like that it like it drew me in and really like it, I, I wish i had a whole fucking series based off of just utah yes yeah, you, I mean? uh, <laughs> you know what i mean you know what i mean like an entire series off of him and i'd be okay yeah right that's what i'm saying but nothing in mugen train made me feel that way yeah so let me so let me ask you this kind of to kind of sort of uh play off what you're you're putting out so i think because so jujutsu kaisen zero right benefits from being a prequel per se right so like it's more accessible, I, I feel like, to a general fan base because if they've not seen Jujutsu Kaisen, they just go watch that and be like, oh, so that's what Jujutsu Kaisen is like. Maybe I should watch the main series and then go from there, right? Mm -hmm. Right. But the cool thing is, is like, I think Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, at least from what I've seen, because you've seen the whole movie. I'm only I'm only going off anecdotal evidence, right? Mm -hmm. From what I've seen from the trailers, I was like, man, this looks really popping. But you know what? I was like, you could still watch Jujutsu Kaisen after the movie and be like, this is still really popping. Like, right. you know what I mean? So yeah, you wouldn't feel like the loss in quality is like tremendous. Like, I think you could do. I, could, I think you could do that with both anime, though, both Demon Slayer and JJK. I agree. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that too. It's uh, but it's it's kind of like the thing with Mugen Train is. It's set in the middle. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, Mugen would be hard to be like a standalone thing. Like, yeah. But like, you, yes. they started with the Jujutsu Kaisen anime, with like the show, and that got everybody into it. But you could also start with the prequel, and I would have been like, fuck, I want to see more. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, Mugen Train, I mean, Mugen Train still is like, I mean, it's still cream of the crop because, you know, it's the highest grossing anime film of all time. It's really oh, yeah. good. It is, uh, yeah, it's really good. I'm, I'm not trying to like take away from it. Anime style yeah, would lured me into watch, wanting to see more of that more than story would have though. Like I would have watched that and I would have saw how great it looked and I would have been like, "Fuck, I want to see what the rest of this looks like," more mm -hmm. than like I want to see more of the story. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's a fair take. I think. Yeah. So okay. So let me ask you this then. I think we've touched on something like this before, but uh, now that you've seen the movie. And now we've seen we've come off of like two anime movies sort of recently uh, within recent memory, like at least within a year. Right. Um, do you think uh, in, in some cases anime movies would be a better format going forward for a lot of say like a good chunk of series? You know what I mean? Like anything like generally anything you guys can think of. Do you think there is some, you know, mm -hmm. anime like could be a fully adapted into like a movie thing? This is you know gonna I mean? be. Like, this is just gonna be for one selfish reason and one selfish reason only. There's uh, a lot of stories that I enjoy, but the animation studio that does the regular show skimps out and it disappoints me. So the only reason I'd want a movie is for the budget. But I'd hate to wait for a movie to come out in America. Uh, why? Because it takes for fucking ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the so, only reason I would want a movie though is if it was that if that was the option between a show or a movie or a couple movies like Fate, 
I would rather have that because of the budget, where they actually take their time and make it look good. Well, the thing is, is like, you know, I think uh, Demon, you know, Entertainment District of Demon Slayer has definitely put a lot of people's expectations so high for a TV Damn. series now, because like Entertainment District Arc, as we said a couple episodes, some time ago, right? Is right. there's a lot of aspects of it that are just as good or better than what they did in Mugen Train the movie, which is insane to think about, right? Right. And so, but like, I feel like I'm hoping people don't get their expectations like astronomically high for every possible potential good series to come out. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, like Chainsaw Man's coming out, and I'm like, this is gonna be fucking amazing. I, but I'm not gonna yeah. be like, I don't, I, I can't expect movie quality episode to episode to episode to episode. No, I don't, much. I don't think so either. And I think it, it's, it, it's even a bit disingenuous to even compare new shows to other shows. You know what I mean? Because it's just like it's just not the same. I'll compare you know studios I mean? and like the effort they put in though. They're right, like you can compare studios and the effort, but it's like at the end of the day, if you go into watching Chainsaw Man expecting Demon Slayer, then of course you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, you know and to I mean? be fair, that's just an example right off the top no, of the No, no, I know, and I was just that's, using it as an that's example. The one thing yeah, I you will can never use it with do. anything like Spy X Family or whatever, or Shield Hero. If you go into Shield Hero expecting Jujutsu Kaisen, you're going to be disappointed. Right, yes. And I think a lot of people do that. Like, there are a lot of people are closed-minded fans. Like, they'll go into a series and they'll watch it and they'll be like, oh, that was mid because it's not <laughs> One Piece. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. it's like, no. it's not mid. It's really fucking good. You can like more than one thing. Like, you're allowed to do that. I feel like people also don't understand that each animation studio has their own style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so right. then, like, they're looking for that flashiness that, uh, like, Demon Slayer has, or like the the pop that My Hero has when they do their fight scenes. And then that's at the end of the day, not everybody can be Mappa. Not everybody can be Ufotable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> not everybody is going to have now, see, all if, of those talents. If Mappa took two shows and they both look completely different, then I'd judge Mappa, but I wouldn't judge the show. I'd just be like, I wonder why they went mm-hmm. this way. But yeah, they'll be like, fair. they'll blame the anime though. They won't blame the studio. They'll be like, why, why did Chainsaw Man look so shitty, but Spy X Family looks so good? Instead of being like, hey, Mappa, why did you do it this way? Oh uh, yeah, yeah like, you also uh, have, you also have different crews working yeah. on the shows too, which people yeah. don't understand that either. They think it's the same four guys sitting behind a fucking. <laughs> <computer>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mappa. Yeah, people need to understand that Mappa actually just has half of Japan locked in the basement, uh, some <laughs> underground bunker. They're just like, all right, yeah, it's your turn. You're coming up. You guys kick them down the kick them back down the cellar. It's where you're going. Yeah. Staying there for another year. I just think well, as I just think as a fan, you you have yeah. to just kind of go into new shows with a more open mind. And you can't try to, you can't expect everything to be, you know, the big three or whatever. You, you know what I mean? How, you want to guess not everything is going to be Naruto. Not everything is going to be One Piece. Not everything is going to be that. Not, not everything is going to be Demon Slayer. Uh-huh. Do you want to guess how right. many people work on one episode of an anime? I, a chunk. I'm a hundred. I'm, I'm no, imagine. not that much. But <laughs> it's a sizable amount, though. At any given point, 20 key animators work on a single episode. Yeah. But that's I feel like I feel like that only happens if like the production cycle is bad. I'm saying this. Well, no, only there's, the uh, there's, there's in between. Yeah. Apparently, there's in between artists, and main scene yeah. artists, and layout artists. And- yeah, yeah, but and you're you're just thinking you're just talking about animation. Now they also have a sound staff. They also have yeah. a CG staff. They, I mean, they have tons of other things. Yeah. Production staff. 
It's, uh, um, I'd like yeah, to go it, work. I'd like to be able to, like, I wish I lived in Japan so I could just go, like, see if I could, like, job shadow at one for, like, a day. Mm -hmm. Oh, dude, uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to link you, um, like, a documentary I was, like, watching. It's, like, a 40 minute like, short film, kind of. Uh, so it was basically, um, some people had go, had, like, basically went to Studio Trigger. Like, they went to their studio as they were doing stuff for, like, Little Witch Academia. Uh, while that was, like, before that aired. And they pretty much went to, like, the whole entire, like, well, not the whole entire day-to-day, -day, but the general um, production process of, like, the animation and uh, uh, all that stuff and how they have, like, voice actors do that, how they have um, some of the animators do it and, you know, what do key animators do when they're done with their stuff. Uh, it's kind of depressing, but, they did, but, like... They did one with uh, Miyazaki, too, like, Hayao Miyazaki, where he, like, they yeah. went through, like, his process of creating a movie. Yeah. Well, Hayao Miyazaki also has, like, his own thing going. Like, he's, like, one of those... Well, yeah, he just does, he has, like, a, like, a cute little house and does it all by himself. He's, he's <laughs> a fucking savant. <laughs> he just lives in a hobbit house and just fucking does. He just draws all his, uh, all his works there. Um, but... No, so, like, as I was watching it, like, so, like, there was, like, a, a young... It was, like, basically trying to shadow, like, a bunch of young animators going to the director. And so they go through this one part where there's... Uh, sometimes they they have guys, as you say, you know how they how you said they had like twenty like you they could have up to twenty key animators working on like one anime episode or season or whatever, right? Uh, they sometimes have people where in some scenes they just have one dude do the whole entire thing, and it's just like, okay, you want to chill the fuck out? Like even those animators are like those kind of guys are like rare and they're monsters. Okay. I don't know how you would even. But anyway, they take their they take their stuff to the director. The director's just like so they get they have they give them like the stack of papers that's like they're they're cut, right? And then the director will the director will kind of like look through each panel, and then if he feels like there has to be corrections on them, he will take like another sheet, you know, correct correct the stuff on the sheet, staple it under the paper that the animator drew it on, give it back to him, and be like, all right, now you go work on that. And I was thinking about this, and I was like, I don't know if I could. I don't, I don't know if I could deal with that pressure. <laughs> yeah. You're asking me too much. <laughs> it's definitely a labor of love. It is for sure. Because like, that motherfucker's the shortest shit ain't doing it for money. Oh, no. Oh, not at all. Because <laughs> the, the thing is, right, you have to think about this, right? Because being being an, being an animator, like, looking more into it, like, your, your eye for anatomy has to be, like, really good in oh, general yeah. like generally speaking because yeah. some dude like see like as he was like correcting the stuff he was like yeah no like see if, if you put the if you if you arch the back this way as somebody's getting up to run uh you're not emphasizing the force being put into the legs or some shit like that. i was like i'm not thinking about that i just but, thought yeah i'm not it looks just... fine to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought he was just running <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah dude, that's what i thought i was like, yeah. Just like yeah when you're going into like a run into a slide motion you know your back has to your back and your legs have to be like this and he's like doing this on the he's just talking to this person while he's drawing the corrections out i'm like bro I was, I was like, you are you are galaxy brain right now it's too much for me right um and then like you know they go back and they ask you know they ask them you're like you know how do you how do you feel about someone correcting your stuff and you know it's left up to interpretation for the most part because on the on the surface when they tell you right they're like oh yeah no it's cool that he's correcting my art it's kind of crazy that he's that you know that good and stuff right but some people be like you know you look at this dude's face and he looks like he's about to like have a mental breakdown <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. he has so much corrections and he has to do it within a certain amount of time or whatever yeah. he's like fuck I, and it's probably not necessarily even that he's getting you know criticism or any kind of constructive criticism it's probably just for the fact that he has to just do it again <laughs> yeah so in some cases like some cases it's like you know you, let's say you hand him like your 20 
20 sheets or whatever, like 20 cuts or something like that. And sometimes I get like three sheets back. It's like, all right, that's not bad. I can, you know, you still have to work on it and think about it, right? But yeah. like some of them, like, you know, they hand them like, I don't know, like 40 stacks or whatever, like 40 sheets. <laughs> and like every sheet is getting corrected. Yeah, yeah this and entire every... fight needs to be done. <laughs> it's basically like, yeah, good work. A for effort. F for actual fucking work, asshole. <laughs> and it's just like, damn, dude, how can you, like, I don't know how people can just like walk away and be like, yeah, this is good. I like when they do that. And I'm like, damn, dude, that sucks. <laughs> that has to suck ass. Like, just imagine doing your job. You know, you walk in with like supreme confidence, thinking like, "Oh yeah, dude, yeah, I, th I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be great." Your boss just goes like, "Nah, nah, do it again. That, that was wrong. I don't even know what you were thinking." You're like, "Fuck." <laughs> so like, and and unfortunately, that 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 takes up a lot of time because like some of them are like staying in from like you know the usual stuff that we hear, right? Mm -hmm. Morning to like night, essentially, and they're just like, "Oh yeah," it's like. And then they talk about like them taking breaks. It's like, yeah, they went out for a, for a trip or whatever. It's the first time they've seen the sun in weeks. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah this is the first day I've been home in four days. You're wondering why they yeah. don't pan out the camera and it's just so they don't show people sleeping under their desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, they seem generally likes about it. And I mean, Studio Trigger has a decent reputation. Well, I mean, decent reputation in terms of you know, stylistically how their animation works. But looking at that process, I was like, damn, dude. I was like, now that's for Little Witch Academia. I was like, I can only imagine what they were going through when they were doing like Darling and the Franks or fucking, yeah, fucking or, Kill a Kill. Yeah, Kill a Kill, right? Or Gurn, not Gurn Logan. I guess I was still a guy. Next same staff. Same staff, right? So like, you know, <laughs> same same deal. So yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was just crazy. I'll have, to, I'll have to link that to you. It's pretty good. Um, because they, they call it they call it like ASMR and I was like this is not ASMR this is depressing <laughs> this, is, this is a whole this is a venti depresso espresso from Starbucks yeah, my guy nah. so, my bad I forgot that I cry every time I watch it <laughs> yeah dude like that's crazy I, I don't know how animators do it man like I don't know how like young animators go in there like get told that and just like don't bother they're just like like they 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 put on a good poker face put it that way if if they are like dying inside. <laughs> They, they do a really good job at not showing it. So you got to give props to animators like every time. Yeah, but like oh, yeah. Japanese animators is like being a fucking teacher in America. Um, so. I'd say it's probably maybe a little worse being an animator. <laughs> say, I, think teachers yeah. get, I think teachers get like, okay. Eh, I mean, just talking are. about that. Anyway, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you know, the average non-head animator in Japan makes like $13,000 US a year salary. So, like, <laughs> say you're a little better off being a teacher. <laughs> yeah, like, that's literally, I want to say that's almost, damn, would minimum wage make more than an animator yeah. does? About, yeah. Like, yeah, like someone working at, like, I don't know, fucking, like, grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. Yeah, so... That goes back to the whole, yeah, it's definitely a passion project thing over, over doing it for money. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure like some freelancers get paid well, like ones that are like well known, they get paid better. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure in like head animation directors and shit like that, obviously, probably <clears throat> a pretty penny. But like, you know, just some guy that's at the bottom of the animation team, you know, just doing like background key animations, he's probably not doing. <laughs> you know, he's he's probably not bringing in the big bucks. Yeah, and it's something I feel like I have to do more research on. But yeah, because like they they also talk about in between stuff, and I was like, I still kind of don't really understand how in between works. So mm. I can only my my guess is is how they explained it. I was like, oh yeah, so like they have key animation, then they have like those in betweeners, right? Doing like this is what's happening in between the key animations, and I was like, all right, that's 
that's good enough but like i don't know what that means yeah well, like, what does that mean what do you okay i get it but what, <laughs> so, what is it though according yeah, to the japanese animation creators association an animator in japan earns around ten thousand dollars per year in their 20s nineteen thousand dollars a year in their 30s and a livable but meager Thirty-one thousand in their forties and fifties. The poverty yeah. line in Japan is twenty-two thousand dollars. Oh, yeah, yikes! And that's yeah. fucking pay them. Like again, we say this. I feel like we say this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Just pay them. Uh, I feel yeah, like there's I, a lot of boopins trying for that too, right? Um, yeah, and you know, some of them might just be you know living at home or living with roommates or just you know low-income areas in Japan where they maybe don't need to make twenty thousand dollars a year but perhaps still, either way you know ten thirteen thousand dollars a year is <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's fucking that's less than a thousand dollars a month and it's definitely that's not like uh what you would call the livable standards yeah. for us anyway right this right. lady did an interview and said her average like the amount of money she got paid per month was around three to six hundred dollars yeah, so the, I think that goes to what Nick's saying. It's more like a, it's like a give or take. Uh, really can depend. Well, where. so like you, how long is she working? Stuff like that. Like, is she there every day? How many hours does she put in? We don't know those that information. Yeah, like, you know, are they making it like per cut? Like, you know, maybe they get like paid this amount per cut that they do. Right. So maybe sometimes they'll generally take more cuts so they can get more money. Or are they salaried? You know, stuff like that. Right. Yeah, all these, all these nuances. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of variables that we don't know, <laughs> and, and we'd be talking out of our ass if we pretended we did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really speaking, it's like I think for like when I, I speak for myself when I say like when it comes to like learning about the animation production process, I still don't know probably enough to super talk about it in depth. But I think yeah. I, I like to bring it up on occasion because, um, like it's like with uh with Park from Jujutsu Kaisen because it's like. If you see him being a director, you're most likely going to get some really good fucking like action sequences, right. yeah, right. Yeah. Or if you get the dude that was uh, directing Demon Slayer, you're probably going to get some crazy like fucking bombastic, really flashy uh, moments. Yeah, right. So stuff like that. Um, so, but but most of the stuff is like, of course, most of the stuff is anecdotal. So mm -hmm. uh, as I learn more, because like uh, I don't know how sound stuff works. I don't know how like sound directors uh, sound. Uh, the sound employees do their stuff. Um, I, like I said, I don't know how in betweeners do their stuff. It's right. very, it's very nuanced for me so far. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I I'll send it to you guys uh, a little bit later on. Um, I, I think you might like it too, or be sad. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> like I said, it's really depressing. Um, anyway, I tanned off that pretty hard. Uh, anyway, going back to so like anime for movies yeah i think i think um it feels like it feels like everyone's or a lot of um studios in general are going towards like either ovas or movies for a lot of different anime segments like pokemon's been getting like a pretty much a reboot of like a lot of either their shorts or they've been going for the movies in recent memory right right um let's uh so like jujitsu uh jujitsu kaisen got its movie um Demon Slayer had it, uh, that movie. Uh, Dragon Ball is about to get its sequel movie, um, although it didn't get delayed again. <laughs> so, yeah, and 
to Travis's point, was, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what's happening over there, but like, why Toei of all fucking studios? Uh, because it's like it was like I was saying like last, I think it was like last episode where Toei's been like kind of been shitting on like a lot of content creators recently. I'm not saying it's tied to them, right? But you know, maybe a lot of that. Plus it definitely doesn't help. Things. Yeah, it, doesn't, <laughs> yeah. it definitely does not help. So maybe like that and a couple other things are like people are just like hitting them real hard. Like I feel like I feel like a DDoS or whatever is going on is like happening often to them. But yeah. like not to the point I, I wouldn't have expected it to the point where they're like starting to suspend some of their anime like indefinitely. Like like One Piece is suspended indefinitely. I think Dragon Quest got affected too. Um the Dragon Ball movie got delayed indefinitely. And I'm not saying it's confirmed, but if you look at that pattern, it feels like that new One Piece film, which is supposed to come out in like the summer, also is going to. It feels like that is also like next on the chopping block. Probably. Yeah. So, yeah, so like that would be kind of crazy. If it gets delayed, I'll be like, damn, dude, that whatever happened to them must have sucked. Like, must have like really fucked them over. Um, so, but anyway, yeah, so like, yeah, that, that, that movie, that Dragon Ball's getting a movie. And it just feels like a lot of studios are kind of just going that route. I almost feel like I feel I feel like movies definitely benefit a lot better because you get more time. Uh, it's not like a wrong long running cycle, so you're not pushing your anime staff on the brink of death to to put out something like crazy good. I don't like I still like we say we don't know the like what goes into it, but I feel like the box yeah. office fees might be more profitable too. If I just speculate. Mm-hmm. I mean the budget uh, be, the budget will be higher but I feel like the revenue would be higher too by putting it in a box office cuz very few yeah. people I doubt I don't know how much money they get from streaming platforms and stuff so I'm not going to even pretend like I know but I feel like just the cost of tickets alone might be able to be more profitable for them that's just a guess Yeah like and, and if you keep it in theaters longer right yeah. uh, cuz that wasn't De- wasn't was Demon Slayer didn't it get like a rerun It got like extended for like 3 months Yeah Yeah which is like that's crazy. <laughs> Rare for an anime film. It's more like it's unheard of. Sword Art Online got three days, and most of them were at 11 a.m. and 1.30 yeah. p.m. That was it. Dude, fucking uh, Tanya the Evil had one day. I was going to say, uh, back then, <laughs> it was kind of like most movies that came out, like anime movies, that it, when when it started kind of started to surge, like in the early 2010s, Yeah, uh, they, they pretty much had like those one or two day events. Well, but even were... still, even up here in Pittsburgh, sometimes big movies only get like three days. Demon Slayer only had like three days. Yeah, but it's That's even mark. Yeah, but you know what? You know what's crazier, right? Early then, it was just one time. You only got one time slot to go. Yeah, to. right. That was like it was on this day at this specific time. No mm-hmm. other times. I, I don't know how Pittsburgh's doing it now, but it's basically that. Still the same. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, that's why I rushed to go see um like get a movie ticket for this one because mm-hmm. I didn't want to run out. That's like that's why like anytime me and me or Travis or Tyler are like talking about going to see a movie, we stay up till midnight to buy the tickets. Because yeah. because it Because yeah, because it's only one time slot. So. <laughs> and since you have to reserve seats at Cinemark, you got to get good ones or you're not going to get a good seat. Mm-hmm. I got out of bed at like 11.45 to buy the JJK movie tickets because I didn't want to miss out. And it was almost sold out then. Really? Yeah. yeah. It was a sold out theater. No kidding. Like yeah. you guys went in there, it was like jam-packed. Oh yeah, we had, there, every seat was filled. 
holy fuck, dude. I mean, that's good. But like, yeah, that's you know, good. good for, that's good for that's good for the movie, right? But still, that's kind of crazy. Well, no, actually, no, that's expected, right? Because if you can, if you're having those one day, one time slot films. Now, well, today is, I think, the English dubs. Yeah, that's so, why we. Okay. Yesterday was the only showing of the sub that I could find. That is wild. In Robinson, anyways. I don't know yeah. about other places. Yeah, the waterfront probably had one or two days too. Yeah, I was gonna say. But, I think... but even then, when you look at like other Cinemarks, like Cinemark still in Pittsburgh still only does like three days. So total. I think it's a Cinemark thing because. Um, I was a clientele in the theater. They were good. I mean, very I, diverse. Yeah, mm-hmm. like me and Travis, we've never had like problems going to anime films. Like, like we've no never ran into yelling, like super Aaron weirdos Yeager, or yeah, yelling like, in the fucking movie theater or anything. Everybody, if, if you if you go on Twitter, you see otherwise. Like people are like, "Oh man, I went into this movie and it was a bunch of you know cosplaying weirdos screaming at the screen." And it's like I I've been to I can't even tell you how many anime movies in my life I've never seen that. I never once have I seen that. Yeah, I haven't either. Like, of course, you'll see people maybe like dressed up in anime clothing, mm-hmm. like t-shirts. Yeah, right. Like yeah, like and, and sometimes, sometimes movie. you'll see some cosplayers. Like at the My Hero Academia movie, you saw cosplayers. Like nobody was screaming. You know what I mean? Everybody was just watching the movie. Yeah, like it's it's, it's pretty much a normal experience. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand why people think it's weird though when they cosplay. If they want to fucking cosplay, let up. It's no different than going to opening know. opening day of Star Wars. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong. You know, opening day of Star Wars, it's lines of people dressed as Darth Maul. It's like, bro, this isn't even episode one. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even Clone Wars. What are you doing? (laughs) All the people that wear Harry Potter shit. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's no different than that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, the clientele is fine. I mean, like Travis said, it was really diverse. There was older people there, younger people. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, that's that's the thing, right? Like, I don't think. I think it's very rare you're gonna find a case where you know you get that that scenario of oh, everybody like every weeb and, and their mom is out there, like mm-hmm. just like covered and just drenched in weeb sweat and yeah. just going into the movie theater, just being like just just howling and shit uh, during like the whole duration of the movie or whatever mm-hmm. when shit's going down. Yeah, um, it's very rare. Like even I'll, even like although I'll tell one point me and Nick looked what. at each other started fucking hysterically laughing. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, I started laughing during fucking. Oh, I started laughing during JJK too, and I made Travis laugh. <laughs> and then he yelled at me, and he's like, "Stop laughing!" And I was like, "I can't." It, it was the fucking. It was the truck coon scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> she was like, "I love you, Utah." And then all, all of a sudden, you heard. Fucking started busting out laughing. <laughs> it was not even five minutes into the movie. <laughs> But, like, yeah. I, I'll be honest, dude, the worst experiences I've ever had seeing a movie were at Marvel Films and Transformers. Re- Transformers? Wait a minute. Hold on. Back. Rewind. Yeah. Freeze frame. <laughs> yeah. People ah. clapping and screaming uh, as if it's like, hey, they're the main characters. Of course they're not dead. Why are you <laughs> clapping? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, I put it this way. I, I don't mind when shit pops off. Like, I think I was saying this. Like, during the, the only time I think I've seen anybody remotely pop off was well the only two times was when still at the end of that pokemon movie that we went to fucking did a slow <laughs> clap and it turned into a standing ovation yeah. that was one instance that's fine when it's at the end but when they do it in the middle and you can't hear what the fucking people on the screen are saying that's annoying yeah and then the other time was during the dragon ball super uh broly movie was when uh you know when the action's going down you like you just heard somebody's like oh come on there's some shit like that right in the theater and it's like and everyone's like yeah 
or whatever. So, <laughs> so that's shit like that. So, uh, but that's the only. Those are the only two times. And, I've, and I want to say I've seen enough films in theaters to be like. Usually, it's either you packed and they're watching the movie, or it's empty, <laughs> and it's just basically you and maybe three other people. Yeah, I've uh, gone to a couple. Gone, gone to a couple empty movies. <laughs> yeah, that used to. That used to be how it was like even for the uh when they aired uh battle of gods like all those mm-hmm. years ago that was when they were still doing like those you know one day one time slot things over where i'm at yeah and uh i mean it was basically you know it was relatively empty um besides like maybe like there's like one or two families there uh you know with their kids or whatever watching the movie but outside of that it was just generally the I, yeah it was, it was pretty quiet i think it's the theater it's though because phoenix theaters down in bridgeville did uh bell for like two weeks Oh really? It, it's just it's just a Cinemark thing. It like might be it might be a Cinemark Pittsburgh thing because the yeah. one down for me is like it, I know like Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is like at least a week and a half or so. Yeah. So that may but then again it's like I feel like anime is like more popular down here than it is up in Pittsburgh in general. Not that I'm saying it's not popular. I don't know. Period. Yeah. But I feel like there's less locations. Put it that way. There's less locations in Pittsburgh. You, know, you got the waterfront, you got the Cinemark and Robinson, but I can't think of well, any. They're just, like, they're just straight up less theaters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like every every theater is at least 45 minutes away from each other. Okay, yeah. so other than today, yesterday or today and tomorrow, all of the times for Jujutsu Kaisen progressively get worse as the week goes on. So Sunday it's eleven forty four o'clock at six and dubs at two fifty p.m. and then Monday through Thursday it's the same times. I'm actually surprised there's multiple days. That's what I, yeah. So which is good, right? It, but, it is good, but th- there was like that wasn't the case for Demon Slayer. <laughs> oh yeah, well I mean Demon Slayer is like the outlier to that. I feel like that's the exception to the rule because that's gnarly. <laughs> like even Slayer had a gnarly run. Like I don't think you're gonna see that. Like you, Jujutsu Kaisen would definitely should have been in that category too. But Demon Slayer was just something else in terms of they were just airing that fucking thing. Out. No, no, I'm saying limited airing. Demon Slayer mean? was like two days. It was really hard yeah. to get tickets. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. At the least it sold out so fucking quick. I mean, yeah, they have the waterfront in Monroeville, but I'm not fucking driving there. Like I said, like every theater is like 40 minutes away from at the other theater. Once they close, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, once they right. close the Southside AMC theater, it's just gotten progressively worse. Know, we used to go there all the fucking time. Dude, I love that theater. That place was nice. Uh, when I went to go see a fucking what's it called there, uh, Tanya the Evil, I was it was like me and two other people in an entire theater. <laughs> Isn't it great? Uh, yeah, that's a good experience, I think, because you know the you can just kind of chill out. Mm-hmm. No, because we went yeah. to see your name there, and it was fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, dude, we saw so many movies there. Oh, JJ in Phoenix. Where is the Phoenix Theater? It's in Bridgeville. Oh, okay, it's thrown behind the DMV. All right, yeah. What was that called? Distinta. I was gonna say, yeah, 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 JJK Zero is playing like, yeah, I mean, it, it's a good movie. That's what we've been basically talking about for the last 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if you like Jujutsu Kaisen Silo, you should go watch it. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's very entertaining, I think. I mean, I, I like I like I said way earlier, I don't know if you're here or not, but I, I'm rating it definitely higher than uh, Mugen Train, and I loved Mugen Train, but. I think I will do that as well, <laughs> just like because I I already I, I at base I like Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm-hmm. I, I find it more entertaining for me than Demon Slayer as a whole. 
Yeah. Just... I I mean I liked I liked Mugen Train, but it's not even I don't even think in my top ten favorite. Really? Wait, for movies or just in general? Wait, what hold on? Where are we yeah, for movies. Okay. Really? Yeah. How lost but... would I be if I didn't see the show? I know it's a prequel. I don't think you'd be lost at all. Yeah, not at all. No. Because I'm pretty sure they do. I'm pretty sure they reintroduce everybody anyway. Yeah, because yeah, everybody in the show gets introduced. So I actually feel like it would have been more suspenseful if I didn't watch the show first. Because I would have like, <laughs> like you would have. There were things that you like you could tell weren't going to happen. Yeah. So so like Tim said earlier, it was initially a one shot. So there's still the character introductions as if it was a one shot. It just happened to become a prequel. So, right. yeah. So you can you can watch it. Like our buddy Dylan that went with us, he he didn't finish the show yet, and he was fine. Yeah, they don't do anything that essentially spoils you on anything that happens in the series. No. It's all it, it's basically its own segmented thing. The only yeah. thing that's reoccurring that you would see in the series is a lot of the characters, uh, yeah. and even then, that's like them back then, right. which I don't even think you really saw much of in the series. You didn't really see flashbacks of their character arcs at all yeah really, right so. yeah and, and it, it's, it's a nice introduction to a lot of the characters that are in the show yeah yeah i agree uh, i think i think it'll, i think it'll be fine i think it'd be fine if you went to go see it that way solo i think uh generally as we've said either watch order is fine i don't think you're gonna walk away feeling i mean i know travis is, I, know, I understand what travis is saying but i think generally you could walk away um, oh no, I'm completely satisfied. I didn't. It didn't like it didn't yeah. ruin anything. It didn't change anything. But I'm yeah. saying, like, as somebody that didn't watch the actual anime, there would have been the scenes where you would have been questioning what was happening. But since you watched the show, you knew what the outcome was going to end up as already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yes. Like some some things that happen with certain characters, you'd kind of be like, if if this was your first encounter with those characters you'd be like oh shit what's going on but like <laughs> if you watch the if you watch the show then you already kind of know mm -hmm. uh what to expect yeah so yeah i agree with travis on that it does mm -hmm. take away a little bit of the suspense it doesn't it didn't, like it like it, it it's like point one of the suspense that it took away because it was still yeah. fucking badass yeah. the fights were still great it's just like I, I would have liked to debate on what happened to the character a little bit, but since like I watched the show, I kind of knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Let me. So let me. Ah, uh, shit. This would be huge spoilers if I had asked. I'll, I'll tell you after the podcast, Tim. What I mean. Yeah, yeah. I'll ask you about it. Uh, but yeah. So the thing is, is that because um, yeah, because yeah, season two got confirmed. So. The thing is, is like now that you have these two leading into season two coming out, who knows when? Um, I think I think it's really setting itself up to really maybe not hit as hard as Demon Slayer did. I, Demon Slayer locks out from a, a lot of things. I thought the last five episodes of Demon Slayer season two were better than the Mugen Train movie. Oh yeah, no, that's I, 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 I you know, I'd feel like I'm, I'd be pretentious for saying it objectively, but I feel like, without a doubt, that those five episodes were like that. It almost shit on. Mugen Other Train. than being a visual <laughs> spectacle, the Mugen Train story was kind of boring. I, I, yeah, I think, I think once all the dust settled for me, after all the dust and all the hype for Mugen Train settled for me, yeah. it's still a great movie. Mm -hmm. I still really like the movie, and I'll probably end up watching it again. I'll probably own it at some point. Right. But like I said a couple minutes ago, not even a top ten movie for me. 
that's crazy. I mean, I know, like I like I said this before, right? Because it's like there, you know. Sometimes I think about it, right? And you think about like, yeah, it's not even top ten, mm-hmm. and then you really think like, wait. What would even be a top ten for movies? And then you think about it again, you're like, oh yeah, I guess there has been a fuck ton of anime movies that come out, <laughs> right, yeah. like in recent memory, even yeah. like not even just in general, right? right. Like Shinkai movies for one, there's like three, right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I, I, I would place each part of the Last Fate series movies ahead of Moon Train. I would put, you know, I think I, I would put part three of uh heaven's feel probably somewhere in the top 10 i would at least at least put two and three what three for sure is in top 10 two and three are for sure above mugen train and every one of garden of sinners every one of those every one of those movies is is above is above fucking mugen train for me that's (laughs) that's already eight movies (laughs) (laughs) well but that that goes back to like all those that's why i that's why i'd asked that question earlier because i was like man you know thinking about like kind of kyokai did like or garden of sinners did like a really good job Mm -hmm. at being a film series right but still being i mean it's super niche still is very super niche no matter but yeah but i get what you're saying though now now i'm kind of understanding your question a little bit more would studios benefit more from doing like film series like they did with garden of sinners yes i i guess it's it depends on the series though because it works really well with garden of sinners because Garden of Sinners wasn't really necessarily linear in the storytelling. Uh, like you can watch episode, you could watch the third movie without seeing the first movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess it, it really depends on the stories that that are being told. Like that you couldn't really do that. I don't think you could really do that with like Demon Slayer. You know what I mean? Like um, maybe like the whole thing doesn't have to be like a sequence. For instance, let's say. Let's say, for instance, they wanted to do. Uh, this is probably a bad example, but let's say they wanted to do a section of Naruto, for instance. Mm-hmm. Let's say you want to like rehash Naruto's story, right? Hypothetically speaking, you want to rehash Naruto's story, so up to the end of the Zabuza arc. Mm-hmm. Would it work? Would it Just work? Do it in a movie. As a, yeah, would you do it as a movie? It'd be better. Yeah. Right, that's, that's what I'm saying. I feel like a lot of like the Naruto arcs would have been better as movies. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Right? Yeah, less, exams would have been great as a le- movie. less less filler, better animation. Because goddamn, dude, like, sometimes Periot was sleeping. <laughs> bro, could you imagine the Mike guy fight as a fucking movie budget though? Yeah, sometimes they were hiring Seven Eleven employees to come in there and draw that shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was. Rough. Not wrong, though. Yeah. So, you like all I'm saying is, I like the uh, DBS Brawly and Code Guys movies more than Moving Train. Uh, no, I mean that's fair. I, so, I'm not. I'm not like a super Code Guys fan, so I can't comment on that. But which one though? Do you talk, you talk about like DBS Brawly was really good. Or... Yeah, as long no, as you yeah, don't so, include resurrection in there. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. This, this goes to this goes to you know this this kind of goes to the fully coli thing that Scylla was talking about in, in in the Discord, right? So it's kind of like code code Geass, right? Mm-hmm. While while I can understand why people may or may not have liked the movie, uh, the resurrection movie per se, um, 
like I liked it. I think it's fine because to me, it's like all right, it doesn't. It doesn't to me. It to me. It doesn't impact what has already happened. So it didn't do anything for me is why yes. I didn't like it. There yes. was no point to it. There was no reason to do it. So, so like it yes. just kind of, so then and then the <clears> ending <throat> of it left them open to keep the franchise going, which I didn't like because the movie already didn't matter. Right. Well, it's kind of like, you know, that's why I was like, you know, for CC for CC fans and Lelouch fans, cool. I'm I'm glad you got what you wanted. To me, it's like you didn't really need that movie. He did cuz like the, I think the, I think the series is is fine as is the way it was written and the way it ended. I was like, you could have left it. Um, I preferred but the if you're movies talking about the, the show, but they could have left that last yeah. one out. Yeah, but then the yeah, the Akito movies, like Akito the Exiled. I mean, I know that's like more of a the, like a series of OVA, a series of OVAs or whatever. But I hear people like those. Like those are like fucking banging for those movies. But they're they're a little tough to find, from how I understand. Um, and then you know, as for DBS Broly, I mean. DBS Broly to me is still like good movie. It's it's a it's a fucking spectacle for me. Yeah. For me, I, I say no, this. I, I, I think I think it's great. I know Travis like I know, need sleeps on. It, I need to watch it again. That's not on my cell phone. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think watching it on a big screen you might benefit from because it was like super well animated. Like the CGI robots and those Akito Code Geass movies. Oh yeah, me too. Me I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. <laughs> you leave that up to interpretation. I don't. I don't know if either one of you are being sarcastic. <laughs> what I will say about Garden of Sinners, uh, Silo, is if you're not a fan of like some of the more convoluted Nasu first stuff, it's, you're not going to like it. How do I put this, Garden of Sinners? If because. Um, all eight movies are very slow burns it's funny because this kind of like minor spoilers right but the first okay so i think it's like the second movie of garden of sinners the sequel or the prequel one of those to that part is like the last film that got released chronologically yeah right right. so like so like the the movie tells its events out of order but they do like this weird like time jumping thing Mm. me not trying trying not to be too specific but like they do like this weird like uh timeline jumping thing where they kind of, it's kind of like this movie, you get this context. This movie, you get this context. And as every movie is coming out, you're piecing more stuff together. And then at the end, you're pretty, with everything already pieced together, you get this one part that kind of just like ties the bow on top uh, of the whole thing. Not a lot of people like that kind of storytelling. I'm a fan of it. Right. I think that's, I think that's a really good way to tell the story because it allows somebody to stay invested. Uh, in, into stuff like that. Very, that's why I like, that's why uh, very I like Quentin Tarantino esque jumping around. Yes, that's kind of <laughs> like that's, that's kind of like uh, that goes back to why I like Great Pretender so much. It's the same way, yeah. uh, stuff like it kind of like and and Odd Taxi because they give you pieces of context as you're watching the show, and it's only really until the end you're basically you're basically playing detective the whole time, and you're like they're they're very story heavy movies. Yes, and they yeah there's. Maybe for every 10 minutes of action in there, there's an hour and 10 minutes of story. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I just like stories that keep you engaged. You know what I'm saying? I I like stories that like by the end of the episode, you get to guess, right? You're like, okay, I think, I really think this is going to happen. This looks like, you know, this piece is connecting here. And then it either is going to happen. You're like, yeah, fucking call that. Or it doesn't happen, but it's still good. It's a good curveball. And you're like, oh shit, I wasn't expecting it. That's kind of tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cool stuff. It's even better when they kind of stretch that out for episodes. Right. So, like, hey, this yeah. happens on episode one, and it only sprinkles out, but it doesn't stop until like episode five when it really comes 
that that part of that episode comes all the way a couple episodes later you're like oh sure and, you know your brain yep. is like yeah, yeah and it, you just like get a revelation like oh so that's yeah. what that meant in the first yeah. movie oh yeah. shit that's who yeah. that is oh <laughs> damn <laughs> Yeah, so you start like clapping. You're like, you're like, all right, fucking called that shit. <laughs> you're just doing that, and no one's there, and you're just kind of talking to yourself. Like <laughs> yeah. So since you mentioned the Great Pretender, there is no news on season three. I doubt there's gonna be any new season on Great Pretender. I feel like I'm telling you, I feel like Great Pretender. They basically just left that one though. If this is if this is what you mean, um, they they just kind of left that one up to interpretation. Like you're not getting. If you get if we get new Great Pretender, I'll be impressed. But I don't think so. They just straight up slept on that show all the way around. It's because they got the Netflix treatment. If yeah. you're not like a Netflix fan or like a primary of Netflix, you probably didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah. They did a Marvel post credit scene that they did. They did. Oh yeah, but that's what I'm talking about. To me, that to me, that's like. Oh, so did JJK? Just for whoever's gonna go watch it. Oh yeah, yeah. I you know I feel like I feel like they had to have internally hard confirmed season two. Mm-hmm. Before they started like really getting deep into the movie, like working on the movie, right? Right. I imagine like when they come up with these announcements, right? They have to really think about this ahead of time because they're probably like thinking, "All right, look, if we're gonna do this, we have to commit to all this other shit internally." You know, before we can even start like doing like I don't know, you know, pre-production stuff or whatever, getting everybody together to kind of work on the shit. Right. Right. So like, because I feel like some people were like, "Oh, they just made this announcement today." That means they just thought about making the announcement today. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> no, I doubt that. I really. Yeah. They probably thought about this like at least six months ahead of time or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um. But as for the post credit scene, yeah, they did do that. But personally, I think it's again, it's one of those. It's like, oh shit. Okay, that's cool. That's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and they just kind of don't give you anything else. Uh, they just kind of leave you with. It's kind of like they leave you with a. Oh, that's me. But I can understand because I know Silla was like, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, going back to Broly, it's I sent for Dragon Ball anyway. And that movie is like, the movie is great. That's why I'm like kind of worried about this other movie. Uh, I don't know. I'm, movie. I'm a hater, because and I'm intrigued. Visually, visually, it looks terrible. I think it. Okay, I think I agree to an extent right so like it's it's hard for me to be like oh yeah this is gonna be visually speaking this is gonna be banging mm-hmm. because you just came out of bro how the fuck are you gonna top of that right but, but at least try <laughs> but, uh, so uh, like, yeah i think I, I was doing like research on this apparently like a lot of that the broly animation style like stab apparently has is, is like either not even working at toei anymore or just doing different things like for toei like they yeah. moved on to like Dragon Quest or uh, One Piece or you know etc cetera, etc. Cetera. No, Toei's so, just too busy suing people. Toei's just too busy blam hammering whoever they feel like. Is the DBS superhero movie canon or no? Okay, so okay, so I was having a conversation with this with with a friend of mine. So like, basically, I for now it's probably canon, and in terms of where you'd put it, based off of context. It's probably farther ahead than than the manga is. So, like, I would say it's farther ahead in the manga, and now the manga is doing the thing of catching up to that point in the story, much like it did with like Resurrection. I think uh, they they did that. Um, so, yeah, I think it's I think it's canon because like Trunks and Goten are a lot older. It's much more closer to like the end of Z stuff. Um, yeah, but would this go? 
like would they have to go through all this stuff now to add it to like the series i don't know like the but how do you mean like if let's say they bring the anime back obviously they're probably going to go through the stuff the manga is going through now so would they have to add this would this be canon after all that stuff or are they gonna oh yeah i see what you mean but i think this kind of for me i think this kind of hard confirms uh that i think they're just gonna go with movie for formats moving forward because i, I don't because dragon like, ball z better fits better from fucking movies anyways I think so too. Like the thing is, is like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, oh, oh something's happening at Jump Festa. Maybe Dragon Ball Super's having a panel. Oh, they are having a panel. Maybe it's season two. I get their like, credit though, because they won't let that shit die. <laughs> oh, dude, you know, Dragon Ball fans are hardcore. Like, hardcore. Maybe too much. Maybe too much. Because, <laughs> like, I love Dragon Ball too, but, like, I don't, you don't, let's not bring a series back. Like, if, if you're doing this in movie format, I'm totally cool with it because. You can either read the manga or you can watch the movies. There is enough content to keep you occupied or you'll play the video games because they buy like contractual obligations. They have to release one once a year. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're getting something new every year. Whether it's good or bad, they'll do it. Yeah, whether but it's good or bad. better than Xenoverse 2, so it doesn't matter. Oh, what? What about that? Uh, what about that uh, Dragon Ball Breakers one? That's the fucking, uh, it's like the Dead by Daylight, but with Dragon Ball. That's going to be good, I'm sure. Really? No, oh, no, I, oh, no, it's real. That that that's a fact. But oh, it's gonna be. It but, that sounds dude, gross. Dude, it's awful. <laughs> Is it really like a four four v one type idea? Or? Yeah. So like the so the concept would fit. Put it that way. But the execution is off. It is bad. I, I think it's bad. Really? So like the because like the the so the person you're running away from is self. So you gotta stop Cell from like absorbing the shit out of everybody and destroying the city, and your and your regular characters, like Alma, <laughs> or like you know what I mean, or like characters that that don't have superpower. Like it's pretty much they nixed GG the superpower easy. characters because it'd be too easy. Because like if you're putting regular Dragon Ball characters in there, they're just gonna house. Yeah, but then it's like just them. don't make the game. I agree. No, no, no. As soon as, I, as, soon as, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I don't know if I could vibe with this. Like you could have done other things. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Wait to spend thirteen dollars on a character pack so I could play a cell next season. That's <laughs> yeah. basically yeah. That's it. It's like who else are we gonna play as? Oh, Doctor Zerow. Oh, that's very enticing. Said yeah, no one ever. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's just a fucking thing for Bandai to try to get microtransaction money out of another Dragon Bro, Ball Z they game. Love microtransactions. They won't. Oh, that do shit. they love it? And that's so dumb. It's so oh, dumb, dude. man. Like you don't need microtransactions. Like I get the business model. I get it. Like some some games do benefit from that stuff, and, and if it's mainly just Ring, you think Elden no. Ring will change that like people no oh no. no oh change it yeah they're not gonna have any microtransactions no 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 I no, mean like, you think no, they'll no. change the game or is the game just gonna stay microtransaction heavy what do you mean yeah. oh you mean the game in general you mean yeah, you like, mean like the video game game yeah like the video <laughs> game game not like the game itself like Elden Ring I mean like you so you think the like six the, like you're the asking industry. the success of the, Elden Ring is gonna change the industry yeah oh uh mm, ooh, that's no. a good question here no, no. <laughs> now, now i was just curious i was just curious because i saw no i i wish <laughs> i saw it now, on reddit they were debating on do you think elden ring can change the industry with no. the, with the success that they're having and the enjoyment that people are having with it you would hope you would hope oh, I, yeah. I, 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 that, I mean that that does beg a good question it you would really question. hope because elden ring is super successful super fun game no microtransactions outside of a couple key issues like that are can be fixed through free patches there's nothing wrong with the game there's nothing that needs added i'm sure there's going to be a dlc 
it's a souls game but uh i don't know man i don't think it's going to change any kind of industry standards yeah so i was just curious uh, so like i think it's a yes and no so like no uh for the same reason as nick said microtransactions are just way too profitable like there's no way there's no way that uh, as, as successful as elden ring has been right there's no way that by itself it's going to make that change that being said it has a chance to start the momentum for stuff like that because now i i can only guess that open world games are now going to start looking at that and be like all right we don't have to copy copy how how this game works but you know we could implement a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. that makes it tick like open world like how how open-ended the open world is uh similar but, to it in breath of the wild had but, been but you and, can't replicate miyazaki's mind you can't rep- yeah that would have to fall you'd have to fall on the talents making the game to mm-hmm. make it work but- here's here's one thing i'll say to whether or not it's going to change ind- industry standards i say no yeah because of the recent failures in the industry looking at battlefield 2042 or 44 or whatever fucking this stupid <laughs> yeah yeah right and halo two triple a games that are absolutely failing right now because of their terrible microtransaction uh like base so i'm gonna say no but it's also not gonna change just for the sole fact that people will still keep buying them that it doesn't matter right but 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 what i'm saying is like these industry leaders have made two very terrible games and they're not backing out of it they're not they're saying yeah. yeah they're not saying my bad you know what i mean that that this kind of sucks we're going to change it they're saying well no it's going to get better no just hold in just hang on just you know there's more content coming and it's like yeah how many times can you lie <laughs> <laughs> and tell your fan base that you know yeah. oh sick thanks for the cat ears that are ten dollars you know what i mean like that's fucking dumb <laughs> yeah well, i like, you know, ca- I, like ca- does, I like cat ears of, i like cat ears as much as the next guy but i don't want to pay ten dollars for him two dollars maybe you know what i mean like unfortunately I, though I, sometimes waiting does pay off look at the destiny new destiny two people they're fucking loving life right now they're loving life right now with the 14 other people that are playing with them i don't know i feel like Desti- <laughs> i feel like the new destiny 2 shit's popping off it, it, it is getting kind of ahead of a head of steam only because i i, I, I don't want to shit on it too bad but destiny 2 is only getting ahead of steam because there's nothing else to fucking play destiny 2 is coming back from like technically like, it's coming back from a hiatus because the pandemic really pushed that expansion mm-hmm. they're pushing out soon like far yeah. So like this is like something fans have been waiting for for a long time, and I know right. that it follows a storyline of some sort. Yeah. Uh, so you know, Destiny. Yeah, I agree with both. And, there, and like I said, there's just nothing else to distract them. They can't go play Halo because Halo ass. fucking sucks. They can't go play Battlefield because Battlefield fucking sucks. Vanguard's pretty good, unfortunately. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're basically left with like Fortnite. <laughs> I yeah. guess Fortnite and, and Call of Duty. They're just keep giving money to Call of Duty. They make yeah. the same game every year, and guess what? It plays the same as last year's. Yeah, but, and, but see, put the, the, it's still it, fucking better than Halo. I was gonna say because it plays like last year, so people know what they're getting into. Exactly. It's- so they feel comfortable going back to Vanguard as opposed to waiting around to fucking pay fourteen dollars for cat ears or whatever the fuck it is. Somebody, I mean, somebody said that Call of Duty still wasn't that good back in the day. You just thought it was really good, and I wonder if that's actually true. 
Like if yeah, well, uh, multi like multiplayer was different then. Yeah. Right. Yeah, multiplayer was so different, dude. Like, like it was just straight up, straightforward. First of all, yeah, it was straightforward. There were things, that, but that's kind of what I like about Call of Duty. There's still stuff to unlock. You know what I mean? Like, right? But still, it's like, but it's like... still a natural progression. You can COD for shit talk in the lobbies. <laughs> yeah, dude. And Modern yeah. Warfare Two. Could Modern Warfare Two lobbies were just as fucking. Oh my god! Yeah, Modern COD Four and Modern Warfare Two were so cancerous, dude. Daddies, Daddies going sunnies. on but it, but it's like that's one of the things I, I like about Vanguard is, is is as much as there are still you know battle pass systems and stuff like that, you still have a progression. You're still unlocking stuff for guns. There's still something to work for. Right. You look at Halo. There's nothing to work for. You don't unlock anything. Everything's behind paywalls. The the season pass is absolutely garbage. There's just nothing to work for anymore in, yeah. in games. That's that's why I think that's why I think a lot of people are going back to Destiny Two, because there is stuff to work for. It's a, there's there's new content coming out. There's new guns to get. There's I feel like that's why people like Apex so much too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's stuff to work for. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like put it this way: if Halo had the battle path, right? If if you're paying ten dollars just to get the cat ears, that's where mm -hmm. it's like. Nah, I don't want to do that. I want to. I don't want to grind the eighty levels. Twenty dollars? No, there's something. Like, it's, like, it's like ten. It's like ten or twenty or whatever, right? But like, but but the principle applies, right? Like, say if you only get these cat ears at like level eighty, but you have to still pay ten dollars just to grind all you all the way to level eighty to mm -hmm. get the cat ears. As an example, right? I but if you had ears, like I like I said, Scribs, yeah. I like cat ears as much as the next guy. <laughs> I want my Spartan running around with cat ears too. But I'm not going to pay $10 for a cosmetic item, for one cosmetic item. Backstory. Now, I can, no, I, can, I can pay 10 to $15 for a battle pass. That is no problem. I have no problem doing that. Because if the progression is good, unlike Halo's, you're, you're progressively unlocking new things. Exactly. The thing is, everything is locked in the... In you, so if you don't have this set of armor, you don't like this set of armor, you're just unlocking things for no reason. The stuff that you can't even use. So, yeah. like, it's not like you can even mix and match armors. If you unlock Emil's helmet, you can't use it with Buck's armor. You have to use it with Emil's armor. That's fucking dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> like, it takes away the whole cost. It takes away the whole, uh, it takes away the whole appeal of getting cosmetics. Yeah. Right? Kind of like, why do I want these cosmetics if I only can use it with this one other piece of cosmetic? Mm -hmm. Like, if I want to wear a maid suit with a meal's helmet, let me do that. Yeah, it's if like it's like it, you know, it's like they're so close. It, yeah. It's right there. <laughs> the whole path to success is right there. The the fans are telling them this is how to succeed. This is what we want. This is exactly how you're going to make us happy. And they're just like, yeah, but like you know, no. Yeah, but the problem is people <laughs> still buy the others. The people will still buy it though, so that's the problem. That is the problem, right? That well, is the problem. But it, but but to be fair, people aren't though. Like this is this is actually one of those instances where a game is currently failing because of the developers aren't listening to their fans. Well, it's like it's like it's like basically didn't um three four three, I think they they. They at first, after the initial feedback was received, they were like, "All right, yeah, we'll fix stuff up, blah blah blah." Mm -hmm. Then they do all the stuff later, and they're like, and "It's basically that John Cena meme, right?" It's like, "Are you sure about that? Are you sure you fixed that?" Right? Because yeah. 
He's like, yeah, we listened. And then when it came out, when it came out with like the fixes or whatever, he's like, are you sure? Because uh, I don't think you did. Yeah, are you sure? Because it still sucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people were still not were not fans of it. Yeah, thanks for letting me buy a warthog skin and a rocket launcher skin for twenty dollars. Oh, I love this pack. I can't wait to drive never never drive this warthog. Yeah, exactly. I'll never do anyway. Halo <laughs> died down. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's sinking, dude. It is sinking into the ground, and the developers are just watching it burn. But to be fair, though, they have come out and said that their hands are kind of tied on the development side because shareholders, higher ups, and stuff like that are pushing this, pushing the 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 way the game is being given to us uh so yeah. they can only do so much on a development side that they're allowed to do yeah well that's that's the thing right because it's like, de- like that's why like I, I try to like not put everything on the devs specifically mm-hmm. unless yeah. the devs themselves say they're committing to this right? right most of the time you'd imagine that higher ups yeah like shareholders or like you know someone maybe like ceos cfos whatever are right. just like they're like what do you mean no this works this worked for uh this worked for this game uh, this worked for Genshin Impact. Why won't it work for Halo? And it's like yeah. that's two different, two different things. Like you can't, you can't imagine that a a something that would work for a gotcha game is going to work for a game that necessarily did not run off of that mm-hmm. business model until you kind of force the devs to do it. If that's the case, like but, I know they don't want to copy and paste stuff, but like I think Scribs can agree with me on this. Like Call of Duty has, to, in my opinion, the best battle pass system. It works. It's fun. It's engaging. You feel satisfied with the things you're unlocking. There's a good progression rate. Like it doesn't feel like a, it doesn't feel like you're slogging through it. There's still a hundred levels, but it's it doesn't feel like you're slogging through it. Like it doesn't feel like a pain in the ass to gain levels. Call of Duty's so you, battle pass was great. I used to love it. it yeah, it is. It's to in my opinion, it's the best battle pass out there. You don't even have to think about it. Why you don't people play. copy? There's, there's challenges and stuff, but like you don't mm-hmm. have to think about it. You just have yeah. to play the game. Right. Yeah, they did have a good battle pass whenever I used to play. Yeah, I mean, because it's just like you see something on level 30, you're like, oh, shit, that's a new gun skin or a new gun build or whatever it is. <clears throat> and you you have fun building up to that because you know you can use that gun later or or whatever it is, you know, a character skin. It, it just feels more engaging and it feels like there's better content in it. Right. It, it, it feels like it's worth the $10. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what you hope a battle pass incentive. That's why, like, so many people would want to be incentivized by a battle pass because mm-hmm. every new season, when you come up with new stuff, and I have to admit that has to be a lot to do. But like, uh, every new season that comes out with new stuff, you're like, oh shit, it's only ten bucks, but I can get all these cosmetics if I play enough. Yeah, fuck yeah, why not? But if you're battle, like, yeah, but if you have stuff that's like only one or two things are worth getting, and you have to grind a hundred levels, it's like, why the fuck would I want to buy that? Mm-hmm. Straight up. Yeah, I mean, especially when especially when it's such a grind, like something with Halo, like uh, they're not thinking of people that have jobs. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. They're they're thinking of the people that have jobs well, like, that are like me that are like super casual gamers too. Yeah, like, right. Like there, there's no there's no incentive for a casual player to right. to play Halo. Like I can hop on Call of Duty, play for about an hour or two, and gain like two or three levels in the battle pass. Feel satisfied with that? Halo, you know, I play for two hours and I gain half a level in the battle pass. <laughs> uh, yeah, because of that, well, Halo doesn't even have like a standard progression system. 
Mm-mm. Because no. the way you progress, right, is well, I don't know if they changed it at all, but the way you progress essentially is you do challenges. It's not even every match you do, that's it. Yeah. You get set experience on how well you did, blah, blah, blah. But now right. it's like, no, you have to, you participate, you basically you're participating, but then like you have to get like, I don't know, 10 headshots to get this challenge to get these points. It's like, nah, why would I want to do that? I get you're asking me to work for headshots, yeah. but not everyone's good at getting headshots. <laughs> like, right. Or, or, you know, it's like use the whatever weapon 10 times or get 10 kills with whatever weapon or if you get put into if you get put into a, a 10 matches that don't have that gun on the map you're never going to get that challenge well first off i'm ass at half of the fucking halo guns so the, I, <laughs> I, I was fucked no matter what yeah like i can i think challenges should always be a secondary to the battle pass challenges should just augment you leveling the battle pass they should never be the primary way to level up your battle pass that's so dumb to me i agree yeah, fucking, like it should be a secondary thing. Yeah, even the Pokemon MOBA on fucking Nintendo Switch has a better battle pass than Halo. <laughs> that's Pokemon goddamn, Unite. And that's fucking yeah, Pokemon <laughs> Unite, and that's uh, fucking that's fucking Pokemon. It's Pokemon Unite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, that's yeah. That shit. game was fun as shit for two weeks. It was fun as shit for two weeks. <laughs> it was fun as shit for two weeks, dude. Yeah. I actually, I actually been wanting to go back to it, but I'm like. And nah, this is probably super sweaty now. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure either that or you're just taking on bots. <laughs> a solid two weeks indeed, yeah. Because <laughs> it just got overshadowed by just any other Wait, game. Wait, that Pokemon MOBA died already? Do I, I don't know. I have no idea. I thought you were talking about. I heard. No, 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 I don't no. know if it's dead. I just saying it, it was fun for yeah, two weeks. Yeah. I, I haven't played it since like the month it came out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But you you remember though, me and Tim were talking about it like every fucking day. I saw it a lot on TikTok too. Yeah, yeah, and then it just died. It's just like what <laughs> Yeah, it just kind of like disappeared from our feeds and kind of just stopped mm -hmm. playing. Yeah, I don't know. Again, it's kind of like yeah, at that time it's yeah, to me like Pokemon Unite was more of like a filler game that hold me over for other stuff I was waiting for. Yeah. And it was fun. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I feel like so. that's what every like off main Pokemon game is that was just like a holdover till the next one. He could say that in some ways. Didn't even start uh, Legends Arceus. Been waiting to get everything corrected with the setup. Yeah, man. Arceus is uh, just a beta game for the big boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good, solid $60 beta. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice alpha test. So it as is. Of, it. As of November, yeah. Pokemon Unite hovered around 3,000 active players. It's not terrible. It was tough getting into matches before, though, when it was new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they put you in with bots. You must have like, yeah. likely got in with uh, bots. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. But, like like I said, Pokemon Arceus, it was, it, it's a it's lot good. of fun, but it, it is absolutely a beta. It's You can tell. It's pretty empty for a Pokemon game, aside from, you know, catching Pokemon. There's a lot of Pokemon to catch, a lot of cool shit in the game. But, like... It's, there's nothing to do in the game. There, there's also, there's, for me, there's also like a lot of quality of life things that they could certainly do better with, but I feel like they pretty much moved on. But there's a lot of quality of life things that they did add that were nice too. Like Have they multi, recently, like, like, uh, like previous multi, games? Or? Yeah, from previous games, like okay. multi-select in the box. That's good. Shit like yeah. that. Um, the crafting's cool. I never played, Yeah, the crafting's fine. I never huh? played it, but I thought it was super cool that they added... Um, like different sizes of the Pokemon, like actually. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. really cool. Yeah, and like yeah. the Alpha Pokemon and shit like uh -huh. that. Yes. Mm -hmm. that yeah, there's a lot, lot of cool features that are going to be great in the next two Pokemon games. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you right now, man. That that traversal system 
mm. ass. I, so I, it's, it's one of the worst I think I've had to deal with playing open world games. So bad. It is. So it's, bad. it's basically like they took 20 years of progress backwards. It's like it, it feels like a, it feels it like I'm literally playing like I don't know Pokemon White or something. It, the movement in that game is so stiff. It is. There's there's <laughs> issues. Yeah. Right, but I mean, overall, like the experience was good. I think once you like one playthrough, I, I think, I think, the, I think the, the pluses outweigh the minuses in this case, but it, but uh, unlike in some other cases, it's not by much. <laughs> it's just, it's just like the gameplay is and in, in the and the other stuff that is good mm-hmm. is good enough to where to me for me anyway, this outweighs yeah. the cons because I'm telling you, dude, it's that tr- like when you when you like when you've played games that have optimized that much better, mm-hmm. fucking. I don't know, dude. It's just, it's just like when again, when other games have optimized it much better, you're better off. When you see the Pokemon game, you're like, this is a good game. Yeah. But these are some serious fucking strikes. Like yeah. they need to, they need to work out. Hopefully they they hash that out. What was it, Violet and the other Scarlet? Yeah, Scarlet Something. and Violet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they hash that out. Which they, they look like they're going to be good, and it's going to be an open world traditional Pokemon game. I I'm think they'll it. do I'm that. Forward. Yeah, I, I think they'll go open world moving forward. I mean, that's that's basically like I feel the end goal on how you want to represent your Pokemon games mm-hmm. uh, yeah, in yeah. like the atmosphere, right? Because open world is good. Yeah, um, open world's good. I mean, Sad Elden Ring. <laughs> Pokemon, you know, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are going to be good, but it's not going to be Elden Ring. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think I think a lot of things that they did in RCs are going to transfer well into. I think uh, so too. Violet and Scarlet. I think it's gonna yeah. be good. I think so too. I'm hoping. I think, I'm the, hoping I think the starters that. suck. So that's gonna can't wait to replace them. <laughs> can't, can't wait to replace them super early on. Wait a minute. What, what's wrong with the starters, huh? They suck. <laughs> Explain to me. A duck with a pompadour, cheesy. A uh, fucking apple alligator, dumb. They already have an oh, apple. alligator. Yeah, yeah. They already have an apple. Applin. Like, why have another apple? You know what I mean? I don't even know what he is. And then the grass cat, it's like Leafeon, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, um, I forget which one I ended up picking as my starter. Oh, uh, Cyndaquil. Cyndaquil. Oh, for this one, yeah. For uh, Arceus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I regret picking, picking Cyndaquil. Oh, you don't? I mean, okay. Wait, you regret picking Cyndaquil? Here, okay, here's yeah. the reason, though. Here's the, for me. For the reason is, I don't know, maybe Nick, maybe it's the same for you. Uh, the ghost aspect kind of kicks you in the ass but it's uh, also op it's op it's, it's a, a glass it's, it's very glass, glass cannon. cannon so it's not your standard typhlosion travis it's uh-huh. the it's whatever region like the game is taking place and i can't remember the name of it at the moment it's the rcs version of typhlosion so he's ghost and fire yeah so and he looks like he's stoned he's just like he looks chill apparently the shiny version of that typhlosion is like the regular one though like oh, the really? regular, yeah. So like the shiny version of Cyndaquil and Arceus is basically just the regular Cyndaquil, which is kind of, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. Um, but did you see um, Decidueye's third evolution? Say what now? Decidueye or the the le- the the owl? Oh 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 no! Mm-mm. He's a fucking Ronin. He's a big straw hat on, and he's like a cl- like a straw cloak. I'm like, <laughs> why the fuck didn't I pick him? <laughs> a lot of you know it's it's funny because i feel like a lot of people i've seen a lot of people be like like does every pokemon that transforms into his third form have to be human 
humanoid. Kind of like how, you know, like Torchic Cavalls on the Blaze Academy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, shit like that. But I was like, I don't know. You got like Feraligator, Typhlosion, Blastoise, Charizard. And I was like, you know, I feel like maybe later generations. <laughs> yeah. But then again, you know how hard it is to probably come up with 150 new fucking Pokemon each iteration that comes out. Right. On top there's of already the like, there's already like 1,100 Pokemon. Yeah, bro. Like you're gonna have your hands full trying to so try and catch many. all those. Like catching all the Pokemon, I feel like just becomes harder with every fucking. All those oh, guys stand out. Uh, Venusaur doesn't. Can he? Venusaur. He, I mean, he don't stand on two feet. Yeah. Say so, so. You know. Okay. So okay. Okay. So Venusaur. Uh, what was the second gen starters? That was a uh, Totodile. Yeah, but uh, for alligator still stands on two feet. Fucking does. So does Typhlosion. Raylene. Uh, mm -hmm. No, that's oh 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 Mag Meganium. He's a four 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 footer. He got four yeah. feet on the ground. Yeah. yeah. See, Meganium. see, not all of them are bipedal. Yeah, Celos took it, but most of them might be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe they just learn the act of standing. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I feel like later generations may suffer. Well, then you have the no wait third gen. No third gen wasn't that way either because it was Blaze of Ken. What, what, huh? Sceptile. Yeah, Sceptile. Yeah, that's stood. Uh, I don't even remember the fucking... Marsh Top. Oh, yeah, Marsh Top. Yeah, he stood. Yeah. Fuck, dude. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> the fuck? Free <laughs> huh? Samurott. Samurott. He was, he was four-legged. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, damn, dude. Yeah, I don't, anyway, that was just... It was just something off the end that I was reading. I was like, that's kind of funny. I didn't even think about... I, was, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess some of them do take like a lot of like human instances. Like it kind of feels like a Dragon Ball thing. They're just less they're less animal and more human when they hit final form. It's kind of Yeah, funny. but Infernape is literally a monkey though. So it's like I give, him, gets the pass. I give him a pass. Yeah, Infernape gets the pass because yeah, it's, it's a monkey. It's the worst monkey. one was Pig Knight. Pig Knight. Whatever the <laughs> third evolution for the pig was in Pokemon uh, Black. Yeah. The absolute worst starter of all time. <laughs> like design-wise so or just dumb. Like design-wise or just general? A big fat sumo pig. <laughs> and then and then fucking the cat Lit, Lit Leo or whatever his name was in, in Sun and Moon. He just becomes a wrestling cat. Who gives oh, like, a and, shit? Uh, Incineroar? Yeah, Incineroar, yeah. Incineroar. It's like, bro, these guys suck. <laughs> I looked up pig guy, love it. Yeah, figures fucking suck. <laughs> it was like, this motherfucker looks like Ganon. I fucked with it. <laughs> nah, fuck with it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be fair, he was better than the other two, so. And that's in that gen. So I will say that. <laughs> I just didn't like Pokemon Black and White. I hated those two games. Uh, yeah, I feel like not many people like. I feel like not many people like stuff after Diamond and Pearl, up until like Sun and Moon. People really like the stories in Pokemon Black, which it does have a good story. It's one of the more story-driven games, but the Pokemon in the game suck ass until like five badges in. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I, to be honest, I really don't know too much about black and white because uh, by then I had really stopped paying attention the to last Pokemon. Pokemon I played was uh, Diamond and Pearl yeah solid game solid remakes too 
You know, it's funny because I feel like the initial reception for a lot of people was like, eh, nah, I don't like it. But yeah. the more people played those remakes, they're like, eh, actually, this game kind of fucks. You know? I, liked it. I enjoyed yeah. the remakes a lot. I'm sure, I'm sure they're good. You know, just port the fucking, just port the, the third gen ones over, please. I say this, I say this whenever I can. I'm going to say it again. Just fucking do it. It's a lot of money. Come on, Game Freak, fucking do it. You think they will? You think they would ever do that though? Put Alpha Sapphire and Omega, whatever, fucking. Abs- absolutely not, because this is Nintendo we're talking about. This yeah. is Nintendo we're talking about. Never yeah, they never. They literally it. hate money. Yeah, we. I know we. We've said this before. They're fucking. Every time they look at money, they're like, ew, gross. Yeah, ew, money. Income? Oh, yeah. Disgusting. Pure dollars. <laughs> ew. <laughs> Positive profits to help the economy. Oh, no. uh, contributing to people's happiness. <laughs> Here's a Mario game. Is it easier access to ga- older games? What is that? You can Ooh, use other. emulators, really? No. Here's another Mario Party. To be fair, I do want to play that Mario Party game. <laughs> Pretty fun. That's... My nephew has. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to play that, but like, uh, and and uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like. Nintendo's like weird about it. They're straight up just like, yeah, dude. Uh, so we're not going to give you anything from our older games that you like so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, deal with it, bro. Puts the yeah. pixelated shades on, just walks out the room. Like, what the fuck? Well, that's because everybody's <laughs> going to buy it anyways, just because of the name. So I know. And that's what makes me sad. But at the same time, I understand because I'll probably also buy it. But, dude, but that, I don't know, man. Just, I want like, to sw- buy a Switch just for it. So they're doing something right. <laughs> Dude, I'm just, you know what? Put it this way. You know, this is the only way they'll do it, Nick. If they do the NSO thing and they throw in like a Game Boy or like a DS mm-hmm. uh, emulator to those. Because they did it with, because what? They did it with 64, NES, NES, and Genesis, right? Mm-hmm. So that's four. But the, even though the game selection is kind of limited for most of them. Yeah, but like the Wii, the Wii had uh, the goddamn Game Boy Advanced emulator on it. Man. That's the, the only last... way. That's the only legit way you can play Metroid Fusion unless you have like a Game Boy Advance. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it was like that's the last time they yeah. ever did that. Yeah, it's the only way you can do that. So like, and then people were like emulating the game and they're like, "Hey, stop that!" And then they're like, "Why?" And then they're like, "That's a bad thing." And they're like, "But that's the only way you can play <laughs> this game. That's the only way this game is archived." And they're like, "So play new games. Shut up." <laughs> like, what, bro? That's money. It's money. money. Come on, stop. <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a new console that's out. It's like one of those third-party retro consoles. Yeah. It's fucking super expensive. It's like $500. But uh, I was watching a Linus Tech Tips video on it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty neat in the fact that whatever games you put into it, like say you have the Super Nintendo attachment on it, when you put a Super Nintendo attachment game in it, you can actually rip the game file and save it digitally. So that way you don't have to keep putting that cartridge in and out, in and out, in and out. You just always have the ROM of that cartridge saved to the console. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's actually pretty fucking neat. Not worth 500 bucks. Not worth 500. Because You like, could probably do something similar with like a Raspberry Pi. Yeah. I mean, probably for much cheaper. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Was, but you know, still, it's still cool though. For it's like a, a, no, it's a cool idea. It's, like, it's a cool idea for to go about doing things legally. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. Although Nintendo just being dumb, like I don't know why they just don't fucking see. This is why people. This is why people. This goes back to the whole. Why do you think people are going to pirate stuff? 
because you're doing shit like that. That's all I'm saying. That this, this is the only way that you turn to piracy because there's no other way to go about doing stuff. Got you, Kodansha. It was me, you fucking Kodansha, you assholes. But mostly Nintendo. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Anyway, I, I think I think the new Pokemon games will be good, and Arceus yeah, is good too, all things considered. Um, and Halo is ass. The other thing is ass. Battlefield twenty, it sucks. <laughs> Battlefield twenty sucks. <laughs> Battlefield whatever the fuck. It Battle, is. Battlefield whatever you want to call it, it's just an ass. <laughs> just, just so my ass, brother. <laughs> That's a bad game, brother. Bad game. <laughs> so, so tangenting, we tangent it hard, but yeah. going oh, all the way, I don't even all the way back. I, 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 I got about Elden Ring. I got you. This is this is this is this is the the dumbass host job. That's me to bring it back. So, uh, to to answer your question, Travis, uh, yes, I think, I think, yes and no. Uh, microtransactions too profitable, but Elden Ring can definitely change. Can definitely change. Shut up. You know How do you saying? remember Travis asking that? Yeah, well, <laughs> I remember asking that, but I don't remember when I asked that. How long? Ago you asked, you asked. It was that like, like thirty minutes ago. ago. <laughs> I started. To, I started to zone out when he started fucking nerding out about Pokemon. So I was like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> my, my brain has left the party. Just fucking put a bell over Travis's head and start ringing it. I put Travis. it on a Rocket League streamer. I've just been sitting here watching. Travis has just been watching TikToks for the last 35 minutes. Dude, that's why That's why having Travis play Elden Ring with us has been good for the podcast because he's engaged now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, but like, did, yeah, I didn't I, take a break of Elden Ring, though, because I started to get tired. No, nah, I mean, to be fair, it's basically usurped our lives for the last, like, two weeks now. Well, no, the problem yeah. is, like, I got to such, like, a high level that, like, m people were easy, and now I'm running into recreates of those same people, but they're higher level, and I keep dying because I get careless and I get stupid. But then I'm just, like, trying to speedrun an area, and I'm like, I could kill this guy real easily, and then I could fucking die again. Like I said the other night, <laughs> I lost 200,000 fucking runes in a matter of 20 minutes. Why are you even running around with that many? Yeah, you gotta level up to just just go back to a grace and uh, go back. <laughs> because it's like seventy thousand for me to upgrade, so I was just trying to get a whole bunch of levels at once. Mm. The I human the human mind is amazing for like going into situations so like that. So I was that. just running around the castle, like I was on the outside of it. I already like, killed both three sentinels, I killed the fucking gargoyle. <laughs> I didn't think I could possibly die. You just be like, you just be like, all right, I got two hundred thousand souls. I got like seven health vials, four magic ones, and I still got a, a, I got a mix of wondrous physics. Actually, and plus yeah. seven. On yeah. Those so, so, so like, not run... very, it's not very easy for me to die. The first time I died, I fell off the edge. The second time yeah. I died, I started over comboing somebody with a shield, and then I got fucking murked. Uh -huh. Yeah. So like, brought it, bring it all the way back to to like, it's like. Yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. And then, like, something, so you get snuck up somehow, and then you die, and you're like, damn, I couldn't even get the chance to use those fucking flasks. <laughs> and now I just lost, like, 200,000 souls. how many fucking times those fucking <laughs> little turds in the Volcano Manor killed me? Yeah. Way too oh, the many. Oh, the turd guys that crawl yeah. on the floor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they really do look like <laughs> cat turds. <laughs> Yo, brother, dude, I'm telling you, man, they scared the shit out of me when they first started crawling up the stairs. Wait, so I was, I was like, playing ah, by dude. myself when I was in there. Yeah. I never saw anything about Volcano Manor. I was just walking down the steps. That first dude killed me because I ran past the enemy at the top of the steps. He grabbed me from behind and killed me. I was going yeah. back. I killed him, forgot to grab my runes, made it to the bottom of the steps, and I got killed by another one. Uh-huh. Well, it's because it's good. Kind of good. 
I was gonna say, I swear, the most times I die in that game are by the weakest enemies. Like, it's because <laughs> it's because they either gang up on you or they just catch you off guard because yeah. you're not thinking about it, right? But yeah, you're just, just getting like, cocky, like oh, I'm just gonna combo through these guys, just fucking swinging my arms around, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, never mind, I, I somehow just died. <laughs> well, yeah, because they, they surprise you. Right. You guys beat Vol or made it through Volcano Manor now. Yeah. If, apparently, if you go to the academy and you go to the bottom of this one area, there's one of those iron maidens with the guillotine arms. That if you let it kill you, it teleports you into the lava river of Volcano Manor. Let's see, that's fucking stupid. I never would have thought of that. I never would have thought of that. Why would it do that? I, beats me. Saw it on TikTok. Well, what's the point in because you did like instead of going in like running all the way through to Volcano Manor and getting on the inside, if you let it kill you or you just happen to die to it, when you respawn, you respawn inside Volcano Manor. Do you have to be eaten by it or just straight up just regular? You got to be eaten by it. You got to die on the inside of it. So fucking dumb. Never would have. It kind of reminds that, that reminds me of an instance on Dark Souls Three where, um, in the undead settlement, there's a guy with a cage on his back. Typically, they have like the the big cleavers that they slam on the ground real fast. There's a there's one guy that you could jump in his cage on his back, and he'll take you to another area. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Now, okay. You know what? Now that we're talking about this, I'm gonna. Remember when I was telling you earlier that that Lord of Frenzy ending, Nick? Mm -hmm. Right. You want to? So there's a the the way you access to get to that storyline is you beat the boss of that area. And normally, if you do nothing, that's it. That's all you do, right? And then you can just teleport wherever else and continue whatever storyline you want to do, right? Right. In order to access this area, you have to remove all of your armor and run to the back of the area and a secret door opens up. And you go down the cellar and you have to do a jumping puzzle to get to where you need to go. So you just, gotta, you just gotta beat the boss and then get naked? Basically, is what's happening. You gotta remove all your armor, but no one's telling you that. <laughs> How am I supposed to know this? That's hilarious. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. And I was like, all right, whatever, I'm going to do it. And I did it, and it worked. And I was like, no fucking way. I was like, what the fuck is this guy? Miyazaki, what are you doing? What Miyazaki is a madman, dude. I love him. Yeah. He's he's adorable. <laughs> adorable. <That> fucking asshole. <laughs> fuck yeah. that anyway. Scarlet Rot River. I don't know if you've made it there yet, Nick, or the No, lake. it's ass. It sucks. Fuck that thing. I no, I'm in, um... Where am I at, Tim? I told you earlier. Uh, Noxtello. Noxtello, that's the word. Yeah. Man, if you well, can he... find fucking preserving boluses, I highly recommend it. I think you I have, have uh, the hardest thing to get is that that cave moss. The yes. it's one of the cave mosses that you could craft it. Yeah. You need at least three preserving boluses to get through there. Come or a lot I of have, flasks. I, yeah. I have a couple of them. Yeah, I mean, you have to go through the Lake of Rot to advanced ronnie storyline anyway right yeah so like I, I you know having to do that that's another area too that's kind of like the grave lord nito thing right where it's just like hey you want to know how to get the grave lord nito uh, go, go into this go into this hallway in this chamber and don't forget to nestle in a coffin and wait for 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> right i'm just like bro what <laughs> yeah. how am i supposed to know that like there's no way you don't know some of this stuff i don't even know how people who first found that out just decided that was going to work it has to be maybe okay. Nick, you I never want to be com completed in Ronnie's quest line without a fucking tutorial. <clears throat> Not a fucking I agree. chance. But 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 let me ask this then, uh, Nick, because you played Souls games the most. Uh, 
is would you say a lot of this stuff could be just be pretty much found through context and either armor or weapon lore or through or through dialogue some of it yes like ronnie's quest is hit and miss you can kind of be guided if you pay attention to all the dialogue with the character with all of the characters that involve her mm -hmm. um like uh eg and fucking the wizard guy who ends up no, dying anyways uh but like yeah it's it's definitely a lot more convoluted than previous souls games for sure I think I think this is one of those times it does not help that the open world is so big as it is. Yeah. You gotta look. Like you gotta you gotta so look. Either that or it's, it's, a, yeah. Yeah. it's like, like some journal. of it's baffling. Yeah, some of it's like baffling. It's like baffling to me. Well, okay, so to the journal point, they do tell you that you should have a pen and paper when you're playing the game. Yeah, but oh, I, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I wish that there were it doesn't even need to tell me what like where to go in the quest, just something that keeps track of the quest that I've activated. Uh, I mean, Souls games, I guess, necessarily don't do that. Yeah, but I'm not a they, Souls person, though, so like... Yeah, no, 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 they, they, yeah. Tra Traditionally, they've never done that, so I don't... It, it feels like you're playing a game of D&D. &D, the the fact that they even have NPCs on the map now is crazy. Boring. How far it's have crazy. you guys made it into the Volcano Manor questline with the lady there? I'm pretty I've, much. I, I have to go up to the to the hilltop of the giants. So I killed Patches in Burnhold or whatever his name is. So I only got to do two fights before that red red letter to go fight Juno the Haslow or whatever the fuck's name is. Yeah, I already killed Patches myself, but like I did two fights. Then the guy on the chair gives gave me another one, and oh, then see, I got the red letter. He's dead for me, so I couldn't. Oh, okay, gotcha. He gives you the beast champion armor. Mm. Oh yeah. wait, the guy sitting on the chairs is—he's the beast master. Yes. Oh, I didn't recognize him because he has the helmet on. Yeah, that's him. Oh, that makes sense now. Okay. Because somebody's like, so, well, I—I I looked it up because I because I I was looking to see like how to do the quest line there because I didn't get a third one. Because yeah, I was wondering why he disappeared from the war master shack. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, that makes sense now. I didn't even I didn't even put two and two together. Yeah, I killed him a long time ago for his armor. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, I, I lost that on a fight on that one. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's the double fight. It's a good fight. <clears throat> well, you get that's how you get the uh, the the armor that's that that was used in the the closed beta. Yes, yes, I know. That's what I was trying to get. Big sad. So, so you don't <laughs> need patches then. No, At you all. don't. No. Oh, okay. I don't care then. So apparently, <laughs> you can make it to Rickard if you do. Th 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 like, you automatically get teleported to Rickard if you do, like, her full quest line. Mm. Tim, I mean, Tim just I ran just, into Rickard. I just, I just ran into him. I just ran into him. Well, I mean, I can't do her <clears throat> full quest line because I killed too many people, so. I think it was just me killing patches. I think that's it. <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah. the only person I killed as far as the quest lines involved. I killed a bunch of the vendors, like the little bell dudes, because it's easier for me to it's easier for me to go to get the husks than it is for me to go to them. Yeah, but you can ask for absolution. Yeah, if you have a celestial do. Nah. Well, if you if you kill them and use a celestial do, does it 
revive yeah. them? I think it does, yeah. Should. No shit. Uh, um, do you guys want to know a larval tier farming tip? Because they're not... Farm levels? Yes. What? I... I I have like seven. I don't know. Do you know those <laughs> magic boulders that roll around? Yeah, if you if you destroy the boulders, you get larval tears. So you can kill the you could respawn and respawn and reset as many times as you fucking want. Because I killed the boulder multiple times down in Noxella or Nocturne, whatever one it was, and I yeah, got Noc like, yeah. I got like knock I got like four of them just by. No, I think I think I've done. I think I've grinded that area for for souls a bunch of times, and I think I've only gotten it when I killed them the first time. I haven't gotten them since. Maybe it's a rare drop. It could be. I think it is. So maybe I have to get item discovery up or something. Because I I yeah. got it the first time I killed the boulder, but I, I didn't even know the I didn't know the boulder respawned. Yeah, they come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They they respawn. They're pain in the ass too. Because I, I, really... I just I just shot them with arrows. Yeah, I. I... I can't. I just have to tank. <laughs> I just have to tank the when they roly poly all we make. Yeah. And then I have to go and swing at them. They don't do as much damage as the fucking boulder before what's her name though. Uh, who? The second boss of the game. The second ruin. Uh, uh, oh, Renala. Renala, yeah, thank you. Fuck. You do Renala's fucking. Ew. No, <laughs> Anyway, uh, all right. Uh, I, I got nothing else. No, uh, yeah, we're going okay, on almost hour and fifty here. So, nah, Travis, you checked out like half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> the Pokemon thing killed my brain. It's <laughs> <laughs> like no more Pokemon, only streams. No, I'm not like I said. I haven't played since Diamond and Pearl, so I'm not versed in any. No, 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 that's bad. fine. I, I get it. No, no, no. I, yeah, I understand. All right. Well, Let me get you like boys. <laughs> Thank you. It's very well, aggressive of you to acknowledge that. Yes. Travis is a confirmed Shotokan. Confirmed. Oh. I'm a Fujoshi, actually. So. Oh, he's a dirty Fujoshi nonetheless. Have you seen this mustache? It look like a Fujoshi. Is that how we? Is that how I identify Fujoshis? Yes. It's like, yeah, dude, you got a thick mustache. You must be a dirty Fujoshi for sure. Oh yeah, bro. I love. I bet you. Uh, amongst love, some others, I bet you love watching Free, bro. <laughs> Free was a good show, though. Yeah, I can tell by the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm out of here. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been uh, another episode of 2D Trashcast. It has been me, the Maidenless Mingus, and with me I had the Ronnie Simp Lord and Impatient Sword Swinger Nick and Travis. Which one's which, though? I'm, I call dibs on Ronnie Simp Lord, so. I thought I was the Ronnie Simp Lord. Yeah, but I call this dibs. Is, uh, this, so is, this is another one of those moments where you fight to the death for it. I'm not going to. Because, Nikki, are you impatient with sword swinging? Yeah, I have two swords. I'm very impatient. <laughs> well, then, yeah. I guess you two can share. Nice. Travis That's likes weird. boys. He just said that. Okay, but I mean, you yeah, know. And you're, and you're a boy, <laughs> so we're going to share. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for watching. And we'll see you guys next time.